Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's a family affair today here on the Bar Rescue After Show as we head to Pleasant Valley, Missouri, where we meet Don Gibson and the rest of his bar staff, whom I guess are all named Rachel. All that coming up and more here on the Bar Rescue After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bar Rescue After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We are so excited to be here today covering Season 6, Episode 38, <laughs> called All Blaze, No Glory. We had some fun guest stars today that I'm very excited to talk about, some of whom have personal connections to Kevin Undergaro himself. And of course, Kevin Undergaro is my esteemed co-host. Another great episode. Another great episode, right? I thought, you, Kev. Yeah, see... It, I always have to go through you because I have such a bias for the show. Yeah. So I have to check myself. But, right? Delivered. Definitely delivered. In some ways, it was kind of a classic Bar Rescue ep- uh, episode. We had Lisa Marie. We had Anthony. But the Jenny McCarthy twist was really, Jenny really nice. Jenny was great. She, pull- she was awesome. She's great because she's so honest. She pulls no punches. She has great common sense. I know some of the fans on Bar Rescue Update, and you always get them. Well, who was Jenny there? Well, okay. First of all, it's more fun when you bring in a celebrity. Second of For all, sure. she has a, a drink line. And I know... Um, uh, uh, Jenny and Donnie Wahlberg, her mm-hmm. husband, are huge Bar Rescue fans, and I think Donnie's son even has a John Taffer tattoo. Oh, really? A little inside, uh, a little inside Bar Rescue for you, yeah. And uh, so they're deeply connected. But I, I thought it's just it's also nice when you get um, someone outside the business to react to this stuff to be horrified. Yeah. I know my wife. You know, you know when we watch this, she's. Her reactions are like, I'm never eating out again. I'm never going to, don't walk me into any of these danky bars and think I'm ever going to be like, oh, it's good bar food. No. So you mean to say you thought it was gross when the soda gun was encrusted with um, insect poop? Or yeah, feces and carcasses. And carcasses. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. In some you know, ways. We, it seems like the dirty bars all top each other. <laughs> but every week I'm like, no, this is the one. This That was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. That was the moment. I was actually doing okay. Until I saw that the soda gun, because there's something about like with rotten food, it's gross. But when you cook it, you think at least you're probably killing. Oh, the... oh, oh I want to vomit. But when you're running soda oh. through dead bugs, it it was horrifying. It was horrifying. What did we think? Let's get into this cast a little bit. Before we do, quickly, guys, I just want you to know this is not only your coverage for All Blaze No Glory, but we have some special segments as well. We will be talking about our Taffer takeaways for the episode, and as always, we have some Bar Rescue updates. One specific detail I'm pretty excited about, we have an update on Ray that we'll get to you later in the show. Oh, interesting. Actually, you know, the show let us know anyway, the update on Ray, but we have plenty to update you on the um, once Thunderbolt, now Thunderbird bar that we'll get into later in the show. But let's cover the actual show, as you mentioned, Kev. We were talking about how horrifying this team was, or how horrifying this bar was, what did you think of Don Gibson, our patriarch for the episode? Well, he, again, I was going to say that this uh, checked every box. We had a wackadoodle. We had a wackadoodle. We had an asshole. He was one and the same. Yes. Uh, We had a bar that was just disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um, The bones of the bar, like the space and things like that, wasn't in a mini mall. Like, it was something good to work with, but... 
start out just terrible. Mm -hmm. So I guess for you, you say the classic bar rescue, I would say this checked every single box, starting with him. Definitely. He was amazing. He was amazing. He There was a couple specific moments. In fact, let's go over them now, just because I want to get into the Don Gibson of it all. Yeah. My favorite moment was he actually um, pushed back against John a couple times. And John has this habit, this being John Taffer, not Don Gibson, but John has a habit of giving people two options to describe themselves. You're either an idiot or you're an asshole. Which one is it? Yes. And Don goes, I don't like the options. <laughs> Finally, someone said, is, <laughs> the there, is there a third time? one? I know. Can I Can I do none of the above? Yeah. John? I loved it. I've never seen someone push back against John's uh, diametric uh, decision-making. It, it's a... Uh... He took he took the beating, though. He, he did though, yeah. He I you know for an older guy and remember like if you're an older guy, number one, you're set in your ways. Number two, you got male ego and testosterone. Three, you're a booze bag. Mm-hmm. Okay, so try telling anyone who's a drunk or an addict anything because their egos are just completely out of whack. The right. narcissism is off the scale. Um, so. It's hard. And then, remember, you're also the leader, and to be emasculated in front of your people, oh, I mean, like, it's, it's. And I guess what I keep thinking is enough people have watched the show where they hold on in the back of the head to, I'm getting a new bar, mm-hmm. I'm getting a new bar, I'm getting a new bar. Because even, like, this place needed so much work. John said, you need $60,000 worth of refrigeration. Right. There was a lot of, this place was really in bad shape, and it was a big place. I will say, though, I actually thought John went kind of easy on Don overall. He went a little easier. He pulled his punches, and I he don't did. know why. I think it's just that John Taffer intuition. I think he knew how far he was able to push Don. Bend, I think, don't break. I think he was bending, not breaking, and yeah. I don't know how much space Don would have had. I don't know, because I, I did sense John went a little easier, but it, it worked for Don. But he, but he did hammer him when it came to the calling everyone Rachel and disrespecting <laughs> the women. That was bad. The the belly shots off of his employee, um, Rachel slash Christina, yes. was not a great look, definitely. He, he, no, no. And you know, John's always yeah, not a fan of that. No, which I appreciate. I think you're right, though. And I think that John, and he said it, too. He, he noticed that the guy said, I want to leave something for my grandchildren. He's like, okay, now I have an in. Mm-hmm. That's how John works. It's yeah. like, so I've got an in. I've got an angle with this guy. That's the angle I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep reminding him of his grandkids. So every time he's act, is acting like an asshole in there, is that the message he wants to set for his... It's a really sharp observation, Kev. The family card was really the, the chip that really moved the needles this episode. And we'll get... There was some really interesting family dynamics. Well, you know, on a side note, my yeah. favorite wackadoodles and assholes um, are the ones that, because they have no connection to anything, they're the ones who usually fight the hardest. Right, you just can't. And you can't break them. Yeah, because... There's no end. Yeah, they're amazing. They're like Teflon. You can't, like, they're, they're not attached to anything. Totally. But themselves. There's no stakes with these yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. It's such a funny observation. You're so right. <laughs> I want to talk about some of these other employees. We had Christina and Amber. As I mentioned, Christina's the one who keeps getting called Rachel. Amber, we found out, was using the, um, the bar as a way to take care of her mom. So that was a great way for the producers to quickly up the stakes here. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. And before the stress test or... You know, that prayer and even Lisa mm. Marie Joyce, you know, why don't we say the Holy Trinity, her, Mia, and Phil Wills of um of uh, mixologist experts on bar rescue. You know, she's so has the tough 
she's like at the um, tough exterior, but she is such a sensitive softy. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I knew like that would speak to her. You could see she was like, you know, it really moved. She her. let her guard down. Yeah, that was a cool moment. Um, I also enjoyed Gary the barback. He had kind of that '80s blonde cut. I loved Gary's look, and I love. And Gary was one of the guys like he when he talked, he made sense. But then when you saw him work, yes, no talking. Yeah. He like dropped off food for ten minutes. Yeah, ten don't, minutes. Don't don't you f and say a thing. Yeah, it was so strange. The other Gary moment that is like maybe a Hall of Fame bar rescue moment is when he justifies the fact that he's like I'm handling the tickets right. Look, green hat guy blue shirt guy over I, here i'm doing it right what's the problem I, to your point that i think john did say that like yeah. this is the worst ever worst system ever outstanding i loved it anyone else oh and of course we'll get into details with ray but she was an interesting sort of emotional dynamic yeah. and again bar rescue there was a i think it was bar rescue updates or maybe on the paramount site where one of the fans co- made a great comment about her and mm. we'll we'll get a we'll bring when uh when the time comes when we get there. Great, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm going to go over Recon in just a minute, but before I do, guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning into AfterBuzz TV. We are the ESPN of TV talk, and I would say we are the one of the most passionate TV coverage networks out there. And one of? I, name I name have to a say network more passionate, Jeff. Honestly, I'm not being biased, but everyone else who's out there is reporting news, mm-hmm. and you know they're looking for clickbait. And that's not our primary goal here. Our primary goal here is, like, we love these shows. Absolutely. And we're dying to talk about them. We're dying to talk about them. So I don't think there's a more passionate network. That's what we do, guys. We're the ESPN of TV talk, and we bring you... Every single show on TV, almost. If there's anything we're not covering, we want you to let us know. But we set out to do our best to cover everything on television because we're just as obsessed with TV as you are. And it would mean a lot if you guys could hop on iTunes and give us five stars for the podcast you're listening to right now. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, upvoting podcasts actually makes a huge difference in Mm. helping our podcasts to get found. So even four or five five five-star ratings you know, in a month is going to do a lot to really push us up in the algorithms. And we do this for free because we love it. We bring it to you for free because we love it. It, and we're just as passionate about TV as you are. So if you want to help us out, it would really mean a lot. We will read your review on air. I've been checking the Bar Rescue nice. uh, iTunes podcast, and we're looking for those reviews. But we'll read your name on air. And guys, I know social media is important. So if you put your social handle in there, we will read it on air and get you a little promo. Mm-hmm. But just know that we're as obsessed with Bar Rescue as uh, you are. And it means a lot that you're tuned in. We'd really appreciate it if you guys could give us those five stars on iTunes. And check out some of our other shows. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about Recon. We talked a bit about it at the top, but so much fun to see Jenny McCarthy here. Yeah. She looks great, first of all. Yeah, amazing. Um, and it just it was fun to see her in a hosting capacity. You know, she has a serious show right now, so we see her interviewing. But I'm sure, Kev, it kind of reminded you of the old days when she used to be primarily a host. You worked with Jenny a couple decades ago. I worked with Jenny on Singled Out, and, uh, and she is amazing i love her and she's been incredibly supportive of uh, maria my wife menunos and myself um we've done a radio show and donnie's boston mm-hmm. so we're yeah we're, we have many many connections with them and um i just love jenny because she's so honest and i and it's great to get those reactions like, mm-hmm. you want somebody to go like what are we watching exactly you want someone to go so i love i love when we bring in outsiders who mm-hmm. are brave and you know a lot of the um because a lot of times we'll bring in outsiders uh for recon but they're being a little polite right because they're you're not celebrities they probably don't feel it's their place right they'll say like oh god this food is terrible but mm-hmm. but it's great having a jenny who's just horrified and knowing jenny who you know she tends to think bigger like whether it's kids with autism or you know if you listen to her show she's always thinking big sis 
mom, like in terms of, you know, how she operates. So she's going to lean in extra hard mm-hmm. and go, what the F are you serving people? What are you doing? So, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was she fantastic. She also just knows good TV, right? She's been working in TV for as long as she has. So she knows the moments that are going to play. Yeah, and I, but I, yeah, I didn't feel... I didn't, she wasn't I didn't, playing it up. She I don't feel just, like she was aware of that. I feel like she was just genuinely horrified yeah. and not afraid to express mm-hmm. it where a non-celebrity might be fearful for to, sure. to be as extreme. Especially if they've seen John on TV, they might not know he's, you know, the sweet kind of teddy bear that he is. So it was fun to see John and Jenny play. Really liked having her for recon. And I got to say, her vodka looked pretty good. Blondie vodka. Yes. Yeah, you know what? Uh, My knee jerk was, you know, is it in branding? Is is it a mistake to make it so feminine? And then I think of Skinny Girl Margarita. And I think, you know what? I like targeting a niche. Mm -hmm. Like, give, let Casamigos... You know, have everybody. Let's say, but um, if I'm if I'm getting in that game, yeah, I like targeting a new show. Yeah, I think so. I think it looked really good, and of course, it does incorporate later into the show. We'll talk about that. So they get in for a recon, and this is when we got like some great Don moments where he just kind of didn't understand that things were as bad as they were. Uh, it's a very classic food fight in the kitchen. John is throwing food. He's dumping fries on the ground, <laughs> tossing the refried beans oh, in the sink. Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, again, I, I mean, I'm sure there's worse kitchens. I mean, I don't know, but let's say this: it's it's as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. It, it was bad. It was as bad as it gets. Yeah. Um, John knows he needs to really move the needle here, and we were talking about the family card. So when they have their kind of debrief after the recon, John actually brings in um, Don's daughter, Kathy, which I thought was a really interesting moment. Mm, needed to, yeah, to get Dad to straighten out. To get him to straighten out. I loved um, Don's reaction. He goes, that's effing awesome. When he found out Kathy was coming in, like he didn't realize it was kind of a scare tactic. He thought it was just like, my daughter's coming over. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, of course, he had that sleeveless shirt. We had some nice I shots. I love the sleeveless shirt. <laughs> uh, you know, I've always had this theory, and I've talked to John about it, too, and I've mentioned on the show, I think that anytime it's a smoker's legal bar, mm-hmm. you're increasing your chances of it being more filthy. Mm-hmm. And I think, not just because of the smoke or whatever, I, I, and ashtrays and... It's just something about those personality types that are less likely to, um, I don't know, you're not taking care of your body, you're not taking care of the place around you. I I feel like, so almost every one of these smokers' bars we see, it, it just... It's to me. It's not a coincidence that they're also shitholes. Absolutely, and there was a Kevinism here as um, John sent Don to you know put his act together. The last thing he said, do you remember what he said? He said, no. "You're gonna get you're gonna get yourself a sleeve shirt, and you're gonna look and act like an owner." Ah, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, that's so, a Kevinism that I've been taught. By, yes. Uh, well, you know, it, it's uh, listen. It, if you go even into acting, a lot of times actors say they'll become the character when they put on the costume or mm-hmm. they put on wardrobe. But I think that's true of all of us. Yeah. And I feel, you know, it's so important. I used to think when I was younger, dress codes were snobby and this, that, and, and not realizing um, how good it is for the individual. Mm. To, to It sets a standard for, your, for you as an individual to be better, to do better, feel better about yourself, um, and, get, and, and gain more respect. It's a really big deal. Absolutely. uh, Yeah, and uh, I love that. Well, when he came back, it was a really dramatic transformation, how he looked. 
So dramatic. You kind of forget how, like, I mean, just like you said, I don't want to be redundant, but clothes go such a long way. Mm-hmm. He looked like a different person. He looked like a bar owner. He looked like a bar owner. You know. Um, this was an interesting format change we got here after this was, of course, this is typically the part of the show where we spend about five minutes learning the first round of cocktails and food, but they flew through it this episode. Jeff's favorite part, my least favorite part. I always kind of like the behind the scenes, like, <laughs> recipe stuff. Um, Kev, you'll be probably not surprised at all to learn that I attended a birthday party this weekend for my co-producer, Roxy Stryer. Okay, and? Um, I baked a cake from scratch that I brought to the party. Just, yeah, the best. Very goy. You're so goy. So I love, love a good, uh, I love a good recipe, but I brought a uh, caramel apple buttercream meringue. Oh my God, that sounds really good. It's really good. Turned out well. Yeah. Um, so we have the, the Juicy Noosey Burger and a very easy margarita. Good choices for this type of bar, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I think well, one thing I forgot to go over was the actual geography of this bar. It's very important. Very important. This bar is stationed across from a huge factory, so they're kind of targeting the hardworking blue collar, like you know, homegrown American. I don't think they targeted anything, but they should have been targeting. They should have been. And I mean, the amount of traffic on that road, mm. then the employees across the street, and what was interesting, you know, notice in the opening, we always get the, not always, but ninety percent of the time we get the, and when things started out, they were making a hundred thousand dollars a month. But then, you know, his drinking got in the way, right. and did a, this was like it. They, I'm pretty sure it was like it was a fail from go. Well, he bought the bar in 2018, so he's managed to sink half a mil. He changed the name. It used to be something Saddles or some. There was some other like. I don't, that's not, I'm going to look that up right now. There was some other name for it, and. You know, some of the regular, they had a regular contingency. He changed it to Thunder, Thunderbird. Thunderbird, um, yes. Based, no, Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Yeah. And he based it on a couple of his dad. He said, I read some of the interviews, he said it was because of uh, his grandfather, I think, mm-hmm. worked at that plant or did something. He tried to tie it to to plant. It sounded like he was, he may have been making that up. Just when people called them out, like, why would you change the name? Right. Um, and what is the meaning of the new name? But, yeah, like, zero success. Zero success. And uh, we didn't even mention it, but hemorrhaging six grand a month. And but, um, man, have, how come you guys, you know, in Bar Rescue, they never mentioned how much fun he was having? Because <laughs> he looked like he was having a good time. As long as you're having a good time. Right? As long as you're having fun doing well, it. He was having fun. We always advise on this show, if that's what you want... Take $70,000. Um, no, really. Renovate your basement and have, make it a working bar. I'm talking ice machine, dartboard, video, you know, like a stand-up video game. Um, the whole thing. Like a bar with a bar rail, trivia. The, you can have the, the little TV trivia game going. Couple Sounds of, pretty fun. Bunch of flat panels. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. And guess what? You increase the value of your house. You're having a good time. And invite your friends over for cocktails and things like that and, you know, whatever. And I'll tell you one thing else which no one's ever thought of. Spend a buck fifty and have a bartender even stand there. Mm, and just make you drinks, like, you know, for when you want on a Friday night. And you can have this whole fantasy without compromising your entire future. You know, you actually, like I said, you increase the value of your house. But, no. Not for Don. Not for any of the people in Bar Rescue we see. Um, we went through these lessons quickly, as I mentioned. New burger, new margarita. Uh, John very smartly wanted to capitalize on this factory crowd by creating a, a lunch culture. 
which I thought was really pretty smart. A fast, easy, delicious lunch. I love the 50-minute lunch. I, I So smart. So smart, because, yeah. you know, there's multiple shifts at a factory. And if you are the 3 p.m. to midnight shift, you want lunch at 8 p.m. Kevin, you work in production. It's the same kind of thing yeah. where even if it's 8 p.m., you still call it lunch because it's halfway through your day. That's right. And I, lo- and I love just the gimmick of 50-minute lunch and then l- lunch till midnight. This was, I thought this love was that. a yeah, very genius moment from John. So this food makes sense. But, of course, to test the lunch theory, our stress test was brutal. Brutal. John did not go easy. He's like, you know, we're going to start at 3 and go till the sun sets. I want to have two grand in the registers by then. And, oh, yeah, I'm also going to flood your phones with takeout orders. But it, I, I mean, I don't think there was a chance this team I was mean, succeeding. You know, when everyone is drinking and being sloppy and smoking, and it's just... It's so hard when these people get horrified right. with a real crowd and a real, you know? Yeah. In some ways, this was a classic stress test, but I just have to applaud Gary for his technique on ticket assignments. Just vague descriptions <laughs> of what people were ordering. I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. Guy with an eye patch. <laughs> Hot dog. Smoker. <laughs> yeah. Guy in factory uniform. Yeah. Ordered the beer. God, says right there. Duh. <laughs> And he was like, great hat. Yeah, look. And oh, again, great. the one guy who's, you know, I love it, just complaining and, and criticizing and telling us how things could be fixed. But, you know, yeah, m- moron. Bit of a moron. God bless him. Um, interesting stats here. Oh, uh, moronic. Sorry. Or sorry. moronic. No, That's true. No offense. Gary. No offense, Gary. He did, you know, I know yeah. it's the edit, and I'm sure it's they moronic. just caught you at a well, bad moment. And, and here's one of the things that happens, and uh, it's a little sidetrack, but it does relate to episode when you re- make uh, reforms happen, okay, any any system you have now, mm-hmm. I don't care what it is, if it's a club you're running, if it's uh, a job, um, anything. But when you pr- initiate reforms, um, what happens is people have to crap or get off the pot, mm-hmm. basically. it's It becomes, uh, you know, all those cliches, what is it? fish or cut bait or I don't know what it is but the bottom line is yeah there's people that just you have to just step in and make the changes or not you're out there's Mm -hmm. that phase okay that's the obvious one but there's another thing that comes up then there's the people who in that system were superstars they were like the rock stars and then when the game goes up a level all of a sudden they don't fit anymore right because they're used to being the rock stars in their system, they've they've got even though they're working harder than everyone else, it's within that system. Mm. Now there's a new system they have to and and this happens a lot. And ironically, when you clean up all the bad apples, then even who who appeared to be the good apples aren't as good in this new system as you thought. So they end up having to go. So so I mean with, with a Gary or whatever, like I I I don't know where that where it all fits. It starts with the head the Person, you know, mm-hmm. we even say in show business that when there are shows that are toxic behind the scenes and TV shows or movies, and it's a set that is very toxic, it's generally the person who's running it. Yep, it takes on their personality. So, if he's going to wear his shirt, if he's going to apply all the principles John taught him, then they're they're going to be fine. But some people may not have it in them. It's a really good point. I mean, you know, one of the up. best, even if it takes you a minute to learn, if you're someone who's willing to be flexible, the the ability of just opening your mind can take people so much further than they think it can. The term I always say is pivot, mm. okay? Because I get a 180-degree turnaround for 
anybody, and especially over the age of 23, is like, oh no, I can't, I can't, uh, or F that, or, you know, but when you say pivot, just a little, just a few degrees over, mm. you know, um, you'd be surprised. But, you know, you know, there's that, as a saying I always use, if you're not growing, you're dying. Absolutely. And, you know, you gotta, you always want to be growing, you always want to be trying to be better. And man, you know, when you bring in, you bring in alcohol, you bring in drugs, I swear there's nothing more counterproductive to growth mm. than that. And anyone who tells you different is lying to you. And all this crap about, oh, um, I need it for my anxiety or I have so many breakthroughs. But I'm, no, like you just can't operate at optimum efficiency mm. When you're medicating, and this is what we see all the time, you know? Yeah, clear so, head is so important. Listen, but at the same time, we want to go to bars to medicate. So, you know, but when you're running the show and you're working, you got you to gotta put the plug in the jug. Right. You know? And uh, and then when you... And I always say that another Kevism, the beer tastes better, the less you drink it. Mm, it's true. You know? Like, I've noticed when I've gone whatever, like... It's eight months without a beer. I crack a cold one. I'm like, oh, this is delicious. It's amazing. Anyway. That's a great point. Um, I love that. That's a, We'll call that a Kevin takeaway for today. It was really, really good stuff. Um, so, in, yeah, in terms of this recon, the, uh, the Gary moment was a pretty outstanding moment. After the recon ends, John's trying to call Don out, and he's just like, you know, we were too busy. My staff wasn't doing what I needed them to, and Don was a little thick-headed here, and this was the moment where John says, I'm about to put $60,000 of refrigerant in this place. Yeah. Why the F should I do this? Yeah, in refrigeration alone. I know. It shows you how big of a dent the Bar Rescue team makes, and John's got a great point. With the way Don is refusing to accept responsibility for the crappy stress test, John shouldn't go through with it because he doesn't want to waste his production resources on something that's not going to survive. Wow. Um, but I think that was the nail that maybe changed Don's mind. I feel like that was a great breakthrough moment for John and Don, even if we didn't see it that moment. From here on out, Don had a pretty um, surprising transformation. I think, I think the reason he, this guy who had an ego, who was misogynistic, was a party, it was a brat. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, if you look at most of the, you know, there's another saying, when you drink, you stop, you st- you not only start grow- stop growing, you start regressing. Mm. That's why a lot of hardcore alcoholics are just 12-year-olds or 6-year-olds or 10-year-olds, you know, wherever, depending what phase they're in. And, um, but I think what kept him going was, I'm getting a new bar, I'm getting a new bar, I'm getting a new bar. So when he think when he said to him, $60,000, he was like, oh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm turning back an old Don. Yep. I'm getting a new bar. Okay, John, I'm in. Um, we should talk about, though, I think the next thing, if it's okay, is we should talk about the, the niece. Yes, that was right where I was going, Kev. You're reading my mind. So at the very same time that Don is fighting with uh, John, we see Ray, who's uh, Don's niece, crying in the corner of the kitchen. And we can tell she's a little emotional. She's kind of closed off. We don't know what's going on. So John goes over and asks her what's up. And they settle on the fact that Ray doesn't feel like she's been being given what she deserves here. Mm. We learned at the top of the episode that Ray is putting in all this work. Um, Don is not recognizing her for it. And she keeps trying to quit. But, you know, Don is potentially using manipulative tactics to keep oh, her around. You know, definitely. Definitely. And um, John decides that he wants to be the advocate for her at their heart-to-heart the next day. This was an interesting... I don't... Personally, for me, I know we've seen family tensions on Bar Rescue before, but this was kind of a different dynamic for me. I think because he's not a... She's not a daughter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know some cool uncles 
that think of the nieces and nephews like a second child. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's others who are like, meh. And I feel like he's the grandchildren, the grandchildren, the grandchildren, the daughter. Yep. I feel like he probably did see her as the bitch mm-hmm. um, doing all the grunt work or whatever. And um, And going back to my original point, when something cleans up, is she now the rock star? Like she was an, a rock star in a shit system, mm-hmm. but in a good system, is she the I just rock star? Thought, Maybe not. And now it's like, wait a second. Now, c- her perspective: I'm already killing myself. I'm working my ass off. I'm the one who's been doing the good stuff, and now you're asking me to change. Right? Like I'm already, you know. So that's a grind on the gear, and then probably to say, and I want ownership too. And you know, who knows? Like. He could have gotten a little greedy and said, geez, I got a new bar. I got a new attitude. This place actually works now, and um, I don't. maybe I don't need her as much as I thought I did. Now, now I needed her when doors were falling off and soda guns weren't working. Right. I need, But when I have a, a place that's brand new, by the way, there's something else we, I don't know if I've ever mentioned, but to clean a new house or a new bar versus an old house or an old bar, two one is far easier than the other, and guess which one it is? To clean. The new one is set up to be easy, yes. more easily clean. Right? Anything yeah. new. A new kitchen. Right. It's new marble, and it's new backsplashes, right. and it's new cabinetry with the highest of gloss paint to clean. You know, so anytime you have something new, it's easy. So when you start out fresh and you have it new, it's a lot easier to maintain. Right. But when it's it's a dump, it's hard, and, and, and everyone quits and gives up. And she was there with the bucket, and you saw her, like, grunting and grinding. And now that's probably not as necessary because the staff can do a minimal job mm-hmm. of cleaning and keep it decent. So, again, her value may have gone down. I thought <clears> the same thing, Kev. I, I just thought she might not even be emotionally prepared enough to take on a leadership role. And then that's it again. So now we have him in a shirt. We have a, a, with with a great menu. This 15-minute lunch, we're now going to get, you know, workers coming over from the Ford plant. You know, is is she really the one? I, I She doesn't seem... She seemed like a grunt and, mm-hmm. and, and someone who would do all the bitch work, and right. I get that. But is she really the one that says, hi, welcome to, you know, Thunderbird, um, whatever. You know, we, how can we seat you? And I don't see it. Well, I think... John started to realize that during their heart-to-heart. That's right, because there was no talk of a partnership. <laughs> it was very vague. John was like, I think it might be time to open up the conversation to make sure that, you know, things are things are fair around here. I think John pulled back a little bit because he realized the same thing we did. And it was left intentionally vague, I think, because no one in that room was ready to actually have a conversation about it yet. Because deep down, I think they knew that... Ray's best place to grow was not at this bar. She might have a really... I, I think she has a really bright future. She's not going to thrive no, here, though. No, it's right. It's, it's So someone like that, who she showed she hangs in, she's willing to get dirty, mm-hmm. she's willing to sweat. Um, no, I can work with that all day, but needs to be in the right environment. Right. Yeah, she had, she had too many old habits and old systems that weren't going to allow yeah, her. And she again, needs a new ecosystem right, to grow. Right, and again, it's, you always want to be growing or, or you are dying, and she needed to pivot. But I am, I'm empathetic to why a pivot in her mind would be like, wait, I'm already doing everything. <laughs> I already went above and beyond, 
And now you're asking me to do something more, right. which, again, in the long run, those changes would have been better for her. Right. Her game would have come up. Her present, her physical presentation would have come up. She could have been in a in a more um, managerial role in a white collar, you know. But again, in her mind, it's probably more work. So it's kind of sad. Like, and we saw in the epilogue, she's out. She's out. Which, in some ways, is sad. Yes, but I also think will be better her for for her in the long run and and, and for them and for them because Absolutely. if she wasn't willing to pivot herself, and again, do you understand what I'm saying about where? She would be like, F you, you need me to pivot? I've already done everything for the last 15 years to keep this, or whatever, how many months she's been there to keep this big on something. I've worked with people like that who are bringing specific value to a company, but maybe don't realize that they could be bringing value in a much bigger sense, but they refuse to lean in to recognize that. Yeah, and and get out of your own head, too, you know. Um, and, and, And I'm not saying she was in her own head, but the part of it being in her own head would be her thinking to herself, you know, I've already done everything for this place. Right. It's you when know. you start to let a company revolve around you instead of letting yourself be part of the orbit of a company, mm-hmm. I think, too. Really interesting stuff. I was something kind of new for this series that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, anything else with the heart-to-heart before we get into this renovation? I felt like that was sort of the crux of it. No, and I think just using the kid, you know, using the using the um, the daughter and the grandchildren was just great. Well, I'm sure Ray knew deep down that uh, once the bar is called Thunderbird KSC... She's probably not quite the daughter that he said she was because he's putting his grandkids' name in the title of the bar. That must have been a bit of a twist of the knife for her to have the conversation. For the daughter? No, no, no. For um, Ray? For Ray. Yeah. You know, you're like a daughter to me, but my new bar is going to be named after this side of my family. I, you know, it was just time for both of them I, to part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. And, and, old, and listen, a lot of people have that old-fashioned theory of, like, blood, 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 mm-hmm. even though the, the blood may not care about them in the same way, could be little monsters, and uh, that's something I don't subscribe to. I'm like, no, nah, who's who's going to be with me? Right. It went up and the chips are down. That's my blood. Fair you enough. So. I think that's wise. Well, we do name the bar Thunderbolt KSC Tavern. KSC stands for Caden, Sam, and Carter. Thank you, Kevin, who are her three, his three grandsons. Yep. I like the idea, but I don't love the name. Thunderbolt KSC Tavern. Hmm. I think I don't love it either, but it's not. It doesn't hurt because it's still thunder. What is it, Thunderbird? Thunderbolt. Th- it was originally. I'm sorry. It was originally Thunderbolt. Now yes. it is Thunderbird KSC Tavern. So okay, so the KSC doesn't necessarily hurt it. Mm-hmm. The Thunderbird Tavern is great because we're working on Ford, mm-hmm. so we're right across the street. Um, but I don't think the three letters hurt it when you consider how it could help it. Because mm. John always finds these ways, like, I want you to look up at that sign. When you're being a drunk, you're, you're, you're disgracing your daughter and your mm. grandkids. Smart. So he, he's done that before. Remember, he's put up, well, I don't know if you know from older episodes, but he's actually put up photos of deceased members of families. Mm. Like, there's your dad in his military uniform prominently on display. You know, And it's like an homage and a, and a way to honor the, the person's memory. Wink, wink. Also, guess who's watching you if you want to act like a piece of shit? Yeah. That's whose memory you are disrespecting. It's wise. So I think, so I, so I get what you're saying, but I think the, when you think of how it hurts versus how it could help, I'm okay. It's a great point. The, uh, there's a opportunity, uh, net positive overall. Yes. And I think, and, and again, I, I'm big on the signage. I know that's always a bitch for these guys because they only have a few days to do it, but I like how we made the sign higher. Mm. 
so you can get those cars. It's so important. So I worked in the carnival business for years. We've talked about that. And um, it first few months when I started working, I learned quickly that you know, you want your signs high so it's above crowds. So when people are walking, they look up and they see your stand. Mm. So like you could always tell it was the mom and pops that would set up. Like the Kiwanis Club, like that would you know they would get a booth. Veterans, yeah, society. and we would just we would just destroy them because they didn't know those things. Branding, and by the way, they'd even have better food because it put so much love and care into it. it didn't matter, but yeah, and so I love that he made that sign higher. Smart, and I love I I, I love the bones of the outside of the bar, and I love the what he did to paint it and refinish it. Good stuff. Brilliant. We talked about it briefly, but to put that home of the 15-minute lunch. Oh, my God, yes. Huge, beautiful font. Really, really smart. I mean, that's the kind of thing where if my family's driving through Pleasant Valley, Missouri, on our way to Hilton Head Island, which is where many Ohioans go to South Carolina, we see that sign and we stop. You know? Right. We're moving quickly. This looks like a fun little joint. Let's have a 15-minute burger. That's it, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, and again, again, think of the workers. I want to go and get my burger. And Mm -hmm. and, um, Chef did a great job, too. Remember he said, I'm thinking blue collar. I need a hearty sandwich Yep. that uh, with a lot of meat. I can take half home with me, wrap it up, have the... You know, like, I I, I love it. I love... I like when they keep the menu simple but effective. Yeah. Because we know when these guys leave, when, you know, it's the same morons running the bar that... They can't handle right. something exquisite. Although the whipped cream in the beer I thought was nice. I thought so. Or it was whipped cream and whiskey, I think. A whipped cream I whiskey. thought it was beer at first with the foam, but then I yeah. learned it was whiskey and whipped cream. I thought it was kind of fun. You know, there, there's got to be a whiskey that matches that. Like maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. There's got to be a whi- I don't think that whiskey would did. But maybe I, like Jack Honey or something. Some, something kind of sweet. probably something that yeah. makes it work, but not, not that one. Yeah, probably not. Um the, it was beautiful inside, right? So coincide, we ripped down the corrugated metal. Finally. By the way, the corrugated metal, listen, for all you DIYers out there, it's a nice, it's an easy cheat. Yeah. You go get a couple of sheets of those 4 by 8 pop them in with some screws on a wall. I've even, listen, I'll be honest, I, some of our studios here I was going to do in that. In fact, um, I think it's Studio 3, the gray brick one, I wanted to do in those colors because I know to hit them with uh, with good DJ lighting it gives a nice reflection. So John was a little hard on it, I thought. Well, it was the way it was framed, though, right? If if you were using that metal and you had it really well lit and it's designed for production, so it has a nice texture. Right. But I think if unless your restaurant sort of has an industrial theme, yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't really fit. Right. I don't think he was necessarily trashing the metal. It was the it, it was, was the yeah. context. I think. Yeah. And, and you it, think these guys are working in a factory? They don't want to enter another industrial environment. They probably want to feel like they're escaping the factory, something a little cozier. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe you could use that theme. Um, That's true. Which I've seen, too. Yeah. Uh, but but we weren't in there physically, so maybe it looked like a big, giant steel elevator shaft. Right. So, anyway, a fantastic renovation. Loved it. Um, really nice. I'm wondering, and I want to throw this out to you, Jeff, and I want to try to be a non-biased. It's hard not to be biased because this is my favorite show, and John's my best friend, so, you know, it's hard. But... Do you think that some of the renovations, you know, when we go to when we go to the brown, the this light brown colored natural wood, mm-hmm. are we starting to look the same? Some of them, 
Maybe a little bit. There might be a bit of a, a style that's seeming to evolve over the last 10 episodes. I think that happens when you have one designer. I have to ask John whose designer is. Yeah, I think the bar, a lot of the times, has had a similar look. I think we've had a lot of variation in the interior. But we've had a lot of, like, restaining the bar with dark wood and sort of, like, uh, up more upscale wooden bar chairs, I think, has yeah, been common. Yeah, and, and again, it, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm just spoiled after 150 episodes right. that I still want that holy effing shit factor. Right. Totally. Which, I mean, I, I did love, I mean, the renovation, I did think it was fantastic. I, I loved all the POS stations. I mean, this is really now built to make money. It's built to make money. It, you know, it's the bones of exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. No extra frills. No. Just a great, fast pub. But By the way, four old pinball machines. Did you yeah. see those in the corner? So which fun. Which he'd had, but they recycled, which mm-hmm. I thought was great. Um, yeah, I yeah I always, I always like the bars that have the, you know, outdoor spaces that aren't being used or the mm-hmm. basements. And when John's like, hey, let's open it up. I mean, I um I had a there was a bar that I bartended at called TT the Bears in uh, Cambridge. Actually, pretty quasi famous bar for small bands to kind of break. A lot of Harvard students going. Oh or? yeah, yeah, all Boston students. I mean, there's the, there was the Middle East. And there was TT's. Middle East was bigger. But TT's was smaller, and a lot of, so many name bands from the 70s cool. on would play there. And, um, you know, even then, I, I mean, I was younger and I wasn't um, as skilled as I am today. But I remember we, they had some extra things, rooms that they were, a storage room, and they had um, a lot of extra wood lying around. And what I did was I built them a second bar, and I built. We took one of the storage rooms, and I'm like, I think we made it into a green room, because I had just come from Hollywood working on Singled Out with Jenny. And uh, I'm like, yeah, is there any place for these guys to crash? And so it's always fun when you find those. But look at even if you saw our studios after, but I was like, we use every inch of this place. Yep. I always like that. So anyway, I I, I I like that this was a bigger bar, and I and I did, I like that inside, outside. And, and, I, and I also like the... Um, when they when we really upgrade the uh, even the the uh, equipment and the tech, mm. and they did, you know, yeah, so you, you get all that good AC and refrigeration. And yep. And the great news was all these updates allowed for a smoother workflow. They had a great night that night. They were actually on top of it. Well, and, and then in the updates, up fifty percent. Up fifty percent. And I believe it. I do too. I think Don's ready to go. And interestingly, as we kind of alluded to earlier, Ray had moved on. Which I thought was really interesting, yeah. and ultimately for reasons we all for mentioned. the better update. So, and and I think with you know with him, you know, so this is a great example of you know ninety percent of the time when you kind of go in and redo someone's life, at the end of the day they're going to fall apart, and I call it they'll just turn back into pumpkins. You know what I mean? They, you know, like, midnight strikes. Yeah, and they you know, but every now and again. Sometimes someone just needs wind to their sails. Mm-hmm. They just need, you know, we saw this in, in New Orleans, the bar John did in New Orleans. We saw it with um, the one in New York, the fireman in New York. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, we we saw the other family, it was an alcoholic family, the horse in a bar one, where just sometimes, because when your life is a mess, it spirals mm-hmm. and then it just gets messier. And messier. And what do you? Most people do. They medicate deeper. They run away more. Very few of us go. You know what? I've got all these problems. I'm going to attack them one by one. I'm gonna. You know. I'm gonna. I may not be able to get them all at once, but I'm gonna go one by one. I'm gonna fix all. You know. But most people, 
uh, don't have that in them, and and they get so overwhelmed and defeated, and then they escape. So they escape through partying or having fun right. or or just just not sweeping the shit under the rug. So ten percent of the time, where someone comes in and wind to your sales and sets you up truly for success, we've seen it work on the show. It's not often because again, most of the time they turn back into pumpkins. But I don't know. This looks like it could work. Well, and based on our bar rescue updates, it is looking like it's working. It's working. Right? Let's go ahead and uh, flip to that segment, guys. We're getting into our news, which of course on this show is our bar rescue updates. This was filmed in April of 2019, but Kevin, you have some updates for us. Well, is, is, I mean, here's what's interesting. Because it's so new, no negative reviews. That's great. Uh, and a few positive ones. Awesome. That uh, people like the updates, they like the food, um, they like the staff. So I feel, you know, I, I, I don't know, we might be onto something here. I mean, you're so set up to succeed by that location, mm-hmm. and the bones are there. I mean... It's one of those things where I'd love to say to Don, Don, be honest. Are you willing to change? Are you willing to come in here and look like a gentleman every night and really give this? Because if you're not, sell it right now. Right. Right now, someone's going to go, wow, great bones, great great location, brand new bar. Thanks, bitch. I'll take it, put a new sign up and with a new name, and we'll, you know. Sure, make out. And, so, yeah. but, but I really, I mean, listen, I, at the end of the day, I... As much as I hate on some of these owners, I want them to win because right. I, I hate waste more. Absolutely. So the fact that John and this crew goes in there, and, get, and how many times do we get that in life? Does someone come into your life, Jeff, or mine, and go, here you go, here's a half million dollars worth of expertise, equipment, you know, labor, sweat equity. Um, so when we get the, when you, you're one of the few that gets that gift, I, I, want, I don't want to see it go to waste. I hate where... It, it, the, the bars close, or they they revert to their own ways. Or worse, the scumbags who do it just to sell, well, with I'm, one intention. They're, they're wink, wink. They're they're right. playing the game, but thanks, like, John. Yeah, thanks, bitch. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, well, I'm optimistic as well, and things are looking good on the Bar Rescue Updates website. So let's cross our fingers for this bar. It's only been newly operational for a couple months, but uh, for those of you guys who follow our show, let us know. Tweet us in two, three months, and let us know how the bar is doing. Yes. Uh, it's not uncommon that we have some of the patrons or employees from these bars watching our show. So yes. let us know, guys. We'd yeah, really please. appreciate it. Yeah, we'd love an update. And you can you can also comment on YouTube as well. Absolutely. We'd love to have you guys comment down below. Um, if you're watching live on YouTube, we'd really appreciate that. Comment right down below and let us know what you think. We will respond. And again, if you're listening in your car on the podcast, hopping on iTunes and giving us those five stars means more than you know. Kevin, that's the show. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know what's up for next week. I did not see a teaser. I didn't see a teaser. I know that there's an episode. You know what? I think there is a new one on the 21st. I saw somewhere online. It was interesting. I would consider myself sort of a uh, whiz with finding some of these episodes, but this one was a little hidden. So Yeah, weird. And of all ones to hide, one with Jenny. Jenny McCarthy. But uh, I think Paramount's working on it. And I do have to really quick thank uh, those Nilsons out in Connecticut who helped us find this episode. So you guys are watching. We really appreciate it. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I think it's looking like there will be a new one next week. So I'm presuming we'll see you guys next week. If not, you know we'll be here every time there's a new episode. So please tune in to AfterBuzz TV Reality at 2 p.m. on Mondays, where Kevin Undergaro and I will give you all of our thoughts on Bar Rescue week it's to week. Sometimes three. Sometimes three. We'll let you know. Yeah, it's We'll a, let you know. We, we'll update the time on the YouTube event. That's we'll how you'll love know. love that. So uh, just check us out there. We really appreciate it. And, Kev, I'm going to have to shout out The Tomorrow Show, which is a Wednesday show. because uh, Thank you. I always feel like the demo for this show would love The Tomorrow Show. It's Kev's weekly podcast that he co-hosts with Roxy Stryer now. Yes. She has a 
title billing, which is awesome. Yes. And I sincerely mean it when I say I love this podcast. It's one of the most interesting and strangest podcasts you'll ever listen to. <laughs> it is the hive mind of Kevin Undergaro and a bunch of young women and men in Star Trek costumes with like shockingly important Hollywood legends like coming in or like, you know, reality TV stars. It's one or the other. You never, however you feel about the show, you truly never know what you're going to get. Oh, so, thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. That's Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Definitely check that out. And uh, if you guys want to catch me, you can do that on the Bachelorette after show. Yeah, Jeff, you kill it on it's been that. A very you are, juicy you season. are Captain Bachelor. It's been fun. I, you know what? I was converted by this network. Talk about passionate TV fans. Yeah. I came in here thinking I hated The Bachelor. Yeah, started you love producing it. the after show. I got sucked in. That's, so it. Hard, that's After Buzz, baby. That's After Buzz, baby. And shout out to, listen, 90 Day Fiance. Yep. Okay, because that's been my guilty pleasure. Hell I yeah. don't do the show here, but Christy Olsen and Linda, we have some great people who do the show, but we're also launching 9 Day Fiance News, which every day, because there's news about all these people, you know the premise of the show, right? Oh, yeah. You've got 90 days to to marry this person from another, this mail-order bride or groom, and 90% or more of the time, it's an amazing disaster. They're both together for the wrong reasons. One's there for the green card, the other is there to be with someone far younger and more attractive than they should be with. And it is just superb. Golden, golden Gold. television. So check that out. That's on this very channel, guys. And check out all of our other content, guys. We really appreciate it. You can catch me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. Kevin? At Undergaro. And uh, I don't, yeah, I got to take down my Twitter because I don't, I don't like Twitter. Yeah, I think Instagram's where it's at. I go, with, I go with, yeah, Instagram because pictures of my dogs and yeah. pictures of my wife making fun of her. You know, that that's it's kind of my, that's my sweet spot. Right? Well, that's yeah. where you guys can check us out. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you here next week on After Buzz TV. Bye. Thanks, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.